Hey guys, it's Stephanie and this is the Broken Savage podcast and today I'm very excited because I don't get to talk to just my phone in the air. I have a special guest with me that um, I recently found on social media platforms um, and I've recently found out that we have a lot more in common than I thought we did. So, um, she's crossed paths with me a few times and we finally decided to get this started. So for the first time, I actually have a human being on my podcast that we are going to talk everything about modeling in the New England area. Um, and I also found out that she is a certified personal trainer and she actually likes the same color as I do. And she has a lot of other quirky little things we're gonna talk about. Um, and I thank her very much for taking the drive down here in this cold November day. But um, for you guys that don't know who she is, I'm going to be posting her link to her social medias down below. But I would like to welcome AD to the Broken Savage family. Hello, my dear. Hi. All right, so first off, yes. how many social media platforms do you have? Because I know you from Instagram, yes. but how many others do you have? Um, four. Modeling is just, I only have Instagram right now. And then for my own personal mm -hmm. use that I keep separate, I have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Now for the modeling, because I know a lot of girls that first get started, mm -hmm. jump on Model Mayhem. Were you ever on Model Mayhem? Oh, yes. I am on Model okay. Mayhem. But technically, I guess it's considered social. Yes. Like a social platform, but I don't see it that way because it's not, I don't like that site, okay. to be honest with you. But yes, I am on Model Mayhem. <laughs> All right. Well, I found when I know when I first started, a lot of people told me that was the way to go to get, I guess, known in the industry. Um, and you're saying you don't really, do you not like it as a platform for social media or do you not like it as a platform in general? Um, I'd say in general, I don't think it's very, I haven't gotten much headway, gone, gone far with Model Mayhem. It's there, um, but it's just not user friendly and it's just, it seems like a dinosaur compared to Instagram, other. yeah. Okay. So All right. I have it, but it's not. Now, have you gotten any modeling gigs from that site? Yes, but I've gotten way more through Instagram. Okay. Because I found, because when I first started, that's where everyone told me to go, mm -hmm. and I found that every blacklisted photographer was on that goddamn site, and every time I thought I was getting somewhere, the whole conversation would turn sour so that's why I was asking do you like it per se because it got you good gigs or vice versa so I've gotten three gigs from Model Mayhem since I started two have been good one was essentially a blacklisted photographer that I had no idea okay. was a blacklisted photographer because I'm still relatively new to this industry and it was the one and only worst experience I've ever had and that came from Model Mayhem. Okay we're gonna get into the the bad things in a few but okay. um, now how long have you been actually modeling? Um, 
not long whatsoever. So I guess my first photo shoot was April of this year. Oh, so you're like new, yeah. new. Like I'm in like the infant, like newborn stages of You've modeling. done a lot of damn shoots though, girl. I know. I keep myself, I, I'm super <laughs> grateful and I keep myself very busy. Okay. Yeah. But I only started my Instagram page in July of this year. Okay. So you had content back in the day yeah. to now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the big question is, what got you into it? Like what made you want to step in front of the camera? So this is like, I think it's a funny story. Um, Full time, what I do for work is I'm a brand ambassador for liquor companies. So I'll go to um, concerts, um, other large venues, sometimes like expos, restaurants and liquor stores and give out free samples and tastings and try and get the consumer to purchase uh, whatever alcohol brand I am. Well, that's kind of fun. It is fun. I get to talk to people and I get to learn about these you know, liquors that, it, you know, the odds and ends of them that you don't normally know or mm-hmm. even care about to know. Um, and then I always end up with free bottles as well. Too. <laughs> so if anyone, if you need anything, let me know. My, I'm not a big drinker and my bar cart is filled. <laughs> I was going to say, now she's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what I do for a full time. Why I'm saying that is because um, the gigs started to kind of dry up a little bit uh, this past year for whatever reason. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, because COVID was like two years ago, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so then I went on to Craigslist, and I what I typed into Craigslist was brand ambassador or promotional model. Just try and get just something, because this is what I need to live day to day. Exactly. Yes. Um, and I came across a local photographer who was looking for just a model because he wanted to update his portfolio. On Craigslist. On Craigslist, yes. Isn't that the devil of all things? Yes. Okay. So I know this is like I this could have gone like <laughs> hey why this could have gone sideways you could so not quickly. Be, it exactly. could not be sitting here right now, girl. Exactly. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but luckily enough it actually turned out well. And I worked with this photographer and I have since worked with this photographer numerous times and now we're actually friends and like, we have a really good relationship. Um, so that's where that started. And he is the one that pushed me beginning of um, the summer in July to start the Instagram page. Okay. Because he was the only one that I'd ever worked with. And he's like, I think you might have something here. Why don't mm-hmm. you just test out the waters? So I did. And then I guess the rest is history. But yeah, it was because of Craigslist, this one random photographer. And... It worked well, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try. Young girls listening to this, do don't not do that. Do Please this. don't do that. <laughs> Craigslist, great. No, no. There, is, there was such a thing as the Craigslist killer. Yes, and for yes. some reason, I just completely forgot about that. Google that. <laughs> now, before that, did you have any desire to do it, or were you... So before that, to be honest, it never even crossed my mind that this would be a possibility for me. I never thought I was photogenic. I'm shy, to be honest with you. I, it, I, (laughs) okay. But you talk to random strangers at your full-time job. Right. So (laughs) naturally I'm an introvert, but occupationally I'm an extrovert. Okay. And it's extremely draining to be an extrovert, like play an extrovert when you're actually an introvert, but Um, So, no, I never thought that this would be a possibility Mm -hmm. for me, and I'm extremely grateful for what I already have Mm -hmm. um, done. 
I, I never thought I would have the balls to be on a beach in front of the public doing a photo shoot and not caring that people are staring. I'm, you know, making sure that I'm covered and appropriate since there are families around, but yes. I'm just there doing my thing and it doesn't, doesn't bother me for some reason. All right. Okay. All right. No, that's kind of funny because long story short with me is I always had body dysmorphia and body image issues and everything, but I always thought about, oh, what if? And then I was like, I'm five two. No one's gonna shoot me. What? And then how this all happened is this it started like in my 20s I wanted to do it but never had the balls to do it. And not until I was 45 did a friend say to me, hey, I quit my job. I'm doing full-time photography. Come do a boudoir shoot with me. And I was like, you're shitting me. And we did the shoot and she sent me the edits and I was fucking blown away I was like what what did you what did you do to me and she was like nothing girl that's you and I was like oh and that's how my things like then people started asking me mm -hmm. and I was like what so that my like scared of doing it and just going and having the balls to do it made me do what I've done yeah so it's kind of weird how like things you never thought could happen could happen right no I totally feel that there's even sometimes now during shoots like to this day in the middle of it sometimes they'll show you like what you've got so mm -hmm. far and I'll look at it and I'll look at them and I'm like is that me that's me oh boy that's me yeah like yes and I was like okay yeah let's get it like it's it just it's funny because I, I what we see mm -hmm. clearly is not what they see and mm -hmm. I'm like oh my gosh that's me mm -hmm. I, I still can't get over it no, it, it's crazy, but I also have a theory on that, which we'll get to in a little sure. bit. But now, since you've been doing it, you haven't been doing it for that long. Now, mm -hmm. before we jump into this, what was the reason for you? You were shooting in, you said April, right? But you didn't start the Instagram page till later. Yeah. What were you, were you just keeping the photos for yourself? So, uh, two main reasons. One, yes, it's because it, like you said it was really nice to see myself in that light because I have never seen myself in that light, um, number one. And number two, um, not a lot of people know that I do this. Okay. My family doesn't know that I do this okay. and they wouldn't be supportive of it. So I, like I, to this day, I still, it's under wraps technically. Okay. So right. that, those are the two main reasons. And now you're talking about it. No. Yeah, and now I'm talking about it. <laughs> okay. So... When you were getting into it, did you kind of look into the community once you started getting into the community? Like, I'm saying not just photographers, but did you get into looking at different girls that were modeling, too? Um, yeah. My whole theory with it is what I've done in my little career of it. Um... I was doing it at, like I said, 45 and up. My life had already, like, I've done everything I really wanted to do. My career is my career now. Your opinion on young girls starting out doing <laughs> more erotic photo shoots. Um, I know you have a child. Mm -hmm. Um in this day and age how everything's on social media do you 
I mean, I still support them. Like, hey, girl, do your thing. But do you kind of, I don't know how old you are. So are you happy you waited a little longer for you to do it? Or would you have started when you were way, way younger? Like, because what I'm trying to get at is I think a lot of the girls aren't thinking when they're starting. They just want to get famous on mm-hmm. Instagram or yeah. whatever they want to get to. And I think in the long run, when they look back in 15, 20 years, I think they're going to regret a lot of the stuff they did. So I just want your opinion on the whole thing. Like, you can support it. You don't have to support whatever. But would you, if it was in, if you were 17 years old, 18 years old, would you do extra stuff Yeah. in the scene? So... For me personally, I don't know. Bottom line is no. I wouldn't have even gone into this industry, which is because I didn't, mm-hmm. um, when I was younger. So I'm 30. Now. Okay. So You're back still in my a baby. <laughs> but back in my uh, 20s, I would not have, and I didn't, because one, I was super super shy. Mm-hmm. Two, I had horrible self esteem. Okay. And three, I had no idea who I actually was as a person I tried to figure it out and that led me down some other different paths and whatnot Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until after I had my child and I've grown into who I am as a person that I'm able to be okay with what I'm doing now I still sometimes have moments where I'm like I am a mom so and I know this stuff is going to be out there Mm -hmm. forever whether I want it to or not but I'm looking at it in the sense that I am okay with who I am I know who I am as a mother, as a friend, as a daughter, as a sister, as just a person overall. Mm-hmm. So I know regardless of what they see, it doesn't mean that's who I am. So, and my daughter is still young. I have a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I'm not instilling any of this in her like directly. Yeah. But as she grows older, I want her to know that be who you are. If you're okay with it, as long as you're not harming anyone else mm-hmm. or yourself then do you. If you're 17 and you're super set and you believe that you really truly know who you are and you're okay with this and you don't care that in 10 years your five-year-old is going to see it or their teacher or another fellow mom, then so be it, honestly. Do I genuinely believe that you will know who you are when you're 17? No, but that's not my decision to make because it's not my life. It's theirs. So long story short, if you were in that position at that age... I, you probably would have. I would not. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's the only thing I've always said is I got into it so late in the game by accident almost, but I already knew who. And actually, I have to say, at forty-five, I really did not know who I was. Still, I thought I wanted to be a certain person, mm-hmm. and in the last five months, I realized really who I was, and that's why I have so many changes going on. But it's really funny how when you really look into yourself, you finally figure out, like, I'm not saying I regret anything I did, but if I knew what I knew now, probably wouldn't have done half of the shoots that I did do. What is the term? Like, hindsight is 2020? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I just feel bad, like, and I try to talk to some of the younger girls and just like I'm like do you 
but some of your stuff you're putting out there right now, like, if you want to, like, some girl was telling me she wants to be a nurse, and I'm like, well, you better get that shit down, because <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but, okay, all right, so, you've also been published a million times, <laughs> what is happening? Okay, so, that, Miss, I'm so shy, so I, like, honestly, like, my close girlfriends, yes. they can't even believe that I do this because they they know they yeah. can't even believe that they're like really you that you do this um, but well one thank you um, the whole publishing thing I well, the first one that happened the first cover I got was a uh, Mac mm-hmm. magazine it was, uh, I think about, um, I don't know, six or seven weeks ago or maybe two months ago now and I cried I oh. literally cried um, and then I sent it to whoever I could send it to yeah um, but yeah I. I don't know. I'm really proud of that, mm-hmm. and I know that it you can easily get published. Like it's not that hard, but still to put yourself out there and it it's, it is a lot of rejection as well too. Mm-hmm. You're completely putting yourself out there to be rejected. Um, but yeah, I'm really proud of those. If I am on the cover, I purchase the magazine, and then I purchased also another one that I was in a larger spread. But those are super cool. I'm gonna keep those for myself, and then when my daughter's older, I will show be showing her those. Yeah. Very good. Now, when you guys set up shoots, like you and the photographer, mm-hmm. and you've been published, so people do like them, how much of a say do you have in the shoot? Like, are you there from, like, start to finish to be like, this is my vision, or do you kind of let the photographer, since you're a newer model, mm-hmm. do you kind of already know the vision that you have for what you want to, your signature, I would say, like, because I know you do... You're posting mostly like boudoir fashion type stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you do other types of stuff, but is that your like signature? Do you want to be known as like a boudoir model or do you want to be known as a fashion model or is there other things you want to kind of go for goal wise? So I guess I wouldn't be mind, I wouldn't mind being known, excuse me, as uh, a boudoir model. Okay. I, I'm confident and I feel comfortable in that atmosphere. I like doing the fashion stuff because I've worked in retail back in the day, mm-hmm. so I have numerous amounts of clothing that I don't get to use yeah. on my day-to-day life because I have to be in a specific uniform when I do the, the brand ambassador for the liquor um, companies. So it's a nice way to showcase that as well, too, and I just like, like clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do also do artistic nudes, but I don't post those unless the photographer has the rights, then he can post them as mm-hmm. he so chooses. Um, but to answer your question about the photo shoots creatively, it honestly depends. The photo shoots that I've been published with, all of them were my ideas. Sweet. Um, creatively. And I am kind of a type A personality i'm a planner i like to be super organized everything's color coded a b c d with bullet points and so like i have i should have brought it i have an actual like (laughs) notebook that i like drop down ideas in and then um i have a pinterest board and i keep all like my ideas and like mood boards together yeah so if i am approached by a photographer and they say i want to work with you i'm like okay i always ask them if they have a specific idea Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten they don't they just have a general like oh boudoir oh this or fashion or maybe like something in the city and I'm like okay so I'll take their umbrella of an idea mm-hmm. and then I go through my little like Rolodex of ideas that I have yeah. and I kind of like pinpoint it and I'll send it to them 
and then I usually send them outfit choices, what I'm thinking for her makeup. Like I do the whole shebang. Like I need to plan it out because nine times out of 10, I'm driving really far as well too. So I need to pack everything up in my car and I'm an overpacker, which I'd rather- Photographers love that though. Rest, exactly, because you'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have mm -hmm. it. Um, so yeah, those have been, I'm trying to like, I'm running through the photos in my mind they have been my ideas. Obviously, it's been collaborative effort because mm. they choose like the theme overall. But yeah, some of them have happened randomly. Like the uh, the one that I have uh, an astronaut helmet yep. on. That that was not part of the idea. But I they had a whole bunch of props, and we were done with the look. And I was walking back to change into the second look, and I saw that, and I was like. Can we get weird just for like a little, just for like a like a minuscule weird? And he's like, yeah, why? And I was like, can I put that on? And he's like, yes. So then, and that was one of my favorite photos that we did. All right. But yeah. See, when you say about overpacking, the funniest part about that is I used to be the overpacker. And most of the times when I got there, we shot nude the whole time. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it, I brought this whole suitcase for nothing. But it's all good. All right. Now, um, I know we talked about your little girl. Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in the future, you're probably going to show her the stuff. Um, being a mom now, do you set extra boundaries for different stuff? Like, you say that you, you do do artistic nudes, mm -hmm. but when that time comes... Do you set extra boundaries for that when a photographer is talking about it? Because I know a lot of photographers, when most are professional, but some of them want to go the extra little mile and make it more erotic than artistic. Mm -hmm. um, are you a firm believer of setting those boundaries for people? So, yes. And the thing is, too, that I have done an erotic nude mm -hmm. shoot, and I'm okay with it. But it needs to be, like I said, I'm a planner, so it needs to be set beforehand. So, oh. like, I say there's the, like, for my rates and whatnot, yeah. there's, like, different categories. So I have, like, fashion, lifestyle is one. Then there's boudoir, non-topless. So you don't get to see anything off. Okay. Then there's one that includes topless. And then there's artistic nudes, and then there's erotic nudes. Okay. So it, if you if you want to do an artistic nude set with me, that is what we do. Unless you say otherwise beforehand, we're not doing anything. We're not doing the erotic stuff kind okay. of situation. Or like if we're doing boudoir, no, I'm not going to take my bra off if that's not what we discussed beforehand. I haven't run into that, to be honest with okay. you, because I'm... Well, one time because that was like the really bad experience from off model mayhem but other than that it's been pretty good i haven't felt the need to be like no 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 like stop like okay no. all right now for new models coming on to the scene do you have your own contract that you have photographers sign or is it more word of mouth so it's funny that you mentioned that um so i do not but there is another photographer out of um, Connecticut that I've been working with a lot, and him and I have gotten to get like a good like friendship. Mm -hmm. And he and I were just talking about that like two days ago, because I was asking him. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like super in love with these ideas lately because they've been the photographer's ideas, not specifically him, but in general. Yeah. 
um, versus mine because that's what they want to pay me to do. So so be it. That's fine. I'll do that. Um, he's like, well, if you're, why don't you start doing more of your own ideas and you we can draw up like a contract. You can have them sign. So then this kind of advice. So it's funny you bring that up. So no, I don't have one yet, but it's probably going to be in the works soon. Okay. All right. To do something of that sort. Yeah. I think every model should have it because every photographer usually has one. Mm -hmm. um, so my advice to anyone that's getting started would be to do something because word of mouth only goes too far. And then that's when the gray area comes in and yeah. the he said, she said, we said, we all said nothing um, yeah. comes into play. So, okay, well, that's good. <laughs> um, all right. So here's the big question. What's your thoughts on OnlyFans? Um, so I, and it's funny you bring that up too. I have had to do some soul searching. I'm still doing soul searching mm -hmm. when it comes to OnlyFans, Patreon, or anything of that nature. Um, I have nothing against it if someone wants to do it. I haven't decided if that's the route that I want to go down because of, you know, my situation. I don't care if my body is out there. I don't. Mm -hmm. What I do care about is that if it negatively affects my child and her social life and her day-to-day -day on something that she has no control over. So that is what I'm worried about. And to put into a little bit more context, um, she goes to a private Catholic school that okay. I pay a lot of money for, in tuition, uh -huh. and I want her to stay on that route because I think that would I believe that's what be what's best for her education, mm -hmm. and I don't want that to be negatively affected because of my decision. Okay. So, although I do technically have the quote-unquote content for it, I don't know. I haven't decided okay. what I'm going to do. If someone else wants to do it, that's great. Um, I have nothing against it. Mm -hmm. Let me know. I'll sign up for it. I'm gonna. I'll support you. No problem. I'll t whatever you need. I got you. If I can do it, I'll got you. Uh, but I haven't decided if that is the route that I'm going to take okay. from myself. All right. Well, at least you're thinking things through. Yes. Because a lot of girls just see, oh, money, and they jump into it. And um, I made that decision. <laughs> and it was a bad decision. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> and I just did a whole episode on that, and people are still asking me questions. And I'm like, did you not just listen to what I had to say? Um Okay. So what's your plans? Do you want to make modeling your career? Do you like it as a hobby? Um, and do you think realistically you could do it full time if you really wanted to? I don't know <laughs> if realistically I could do this full-time mm -hmm. um, I think financially and logistically yes it's possible for me personally I don't know if that's something I would want to do because the traveling aspect of it um, already sometimes gets to me it feels like I'm living out of my car mm -hmm. at times and it's a lot of constant like I feel like it could be detrimental to 
personally me, my mental health if I did do it full time because yes, I have confidence, but no one is 1000% confident in themselves or secure and the rejection part of it sometimes chips away at you or like the constant your constant scrolling of your feed other models sometimes chips away at you or when you are about to work with a photographer and you see who else they've worked with and you're like I I'm not good enough I am why so I feel like for me that wouldn't be the best route to do this full-time right now it's kind of like a side hustle which I like but it's also almost taking over (laughs) so I don't like I really don't know I'm like I don't have a good answer right now. Like, I don't want it to be full-time, but it's taking over more than part-time, so maybe, like, three-quarters of the time is where I want to live, if that's possible. But I do like the fact that I'm picking and choosing when and how I work, which is nice. All right. Now, with your full-time job, because I'm I'm trying in my head to envision a day in your life, (laughs) and, like, if you're working full-time, which I know... The ambassador stuff is not like, it's like a few hours, correct? Yes. So I'm sure you could do that for a few hours and then run to a shoot if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. But, and I saw on your Instagram that mostly like all your months are pretty much booked with shoots. (laughs) So basically, yes, you are living out of your car, but I would be so fucking drained by like the end of the week. Are like, and I know you can pick and choose, but like, how do you do it? <laughs> I honestly, I don't know. When do you I sleep? Don't, I, <laughs> I don't even feel like I'm doing a good job. Uh, to be honest with you, I really don't. Um, so you're right. There's nine times out of ten, I go from a shoot to um, a brand ambassador gig. Okay. I usually don't do it the other way around. Um, because the gigs tend to be kind of later mm-hmm. in the evening anyways. And honestly, I get more drained doing the brand ambassador gigs because you're standing and, and talking. you're talking and it just keeps going. Um, but yeah, usually my days are shoot and then a gig or two or three brand ambassador gigs like booked back to back that are like close by yeah. so I can bang them out. I tend to do as much as possible like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. And then I try to leave Saturdays and Sundays for actual brand ambassador gigs because they're super quick and then I can still have a little bit of a weekend okay. left with yeah. my kid. Mm-hmm. And then Monday, Tuesdays, I recoup. recoup. Sometimes. If, yeah. But this week is like all chaotic because Thanksgiving and... Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's the typical week, but it's very atypical. <laughs> well, I'm tired already. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, now let's get into the bit of modeling because these are questions personally I want to know because sure. I kind of when I started modeling I never really talked to other models I was just on my own and I'm wondering if I'm the fucking crazy one for thinking half of this stuff but let's start with A you do a shoot with a photographer how long do you usually wait to see an edit so oh my god this is like my <laughs> biggest pet peeve when it comes with to photographers um let's I, go <laughs> so i 1000% understand that sometimes they are doing this as a hobby themselves and they have a life 
and they have a full-time job or they have a wife or they have kids. I, I totally get it. Everyone deserves their life. I, it bothers me because sometimes turnarounds, turnaround time is like maybe 12 hours. And I'm like, bet, that's amazing. Love it. Um, I am still waiting on some edits from four, five weeks ago. And I think that's a little bit excessive. I got you beat. I waited nine months for one. Really? Yeah. So, but the thing, but here's my, then this comes back to me as well too, because I don't follow up with them because I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be pushy. So I'm not messaging them being like, hey, how are those edits coming? Because I know they're working with other models usually, or they have a full-time job, or like I said, they mm-hmm. have their life. So I'm just sitting there, not like twiddling my thumbs waiting because I have other stuff going on, um, but it then it randomly dawned on me like, oh, I'm, I never got so-and-so's edit back. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, so I don't, I don't, I don't follow up with them, but it's been, it's the, the biggest range and it's also the biggest frustration that I have with this industry because some of these photos would be awesome for certain um, submissions because mm-hmm. I have magazines messaging me, asking me for new photo, stuff, yeah, for new stuff, but it can't be stuff that's already been published. So I'm like waiting on these things, but I can't, I don't have them to give and then the deadline. So it's just. What is it called? Hamster wheel? Just yes. Hamster wheel. See, my thoughts were when I waited too long was, up. Oh, they hated me. I, um, they hated the whole shoot, blah, blah, blah. So that was my whole thing. And then I would psych myself out. And that's where the self-esteem yeah. issue came. Next thing is this. And I don't think you've had an issue with it, but maybe you have. You've done a shoot. You've gotten your edits back. You've posted, you've tagged your photographer. For that photographer never posts a picture of you on his feed. Have you gotten that? Um, I'm trying to think. I think there one, two. Right now, I have two photographers that I've worked with that don't have me on their feed. Okay. Um, How does that make you feel? It honestly doesn't bother me. It, it doesn't. I think it would bother me more if I was on there, obviously, and they didn't tag me. Then I would be frustrated. But if I'm just not on there, then I'm just not on there. That's, it yeah. really doesn't bother me. All right. So yeah. you can just brush it off. Yeah. See, maybe that's why I wasn't meant to be in this industry because <laughs> I would get pissed and be like, what the hell? I wasted all my time and you can't, but. Yeah. No, okay. Because actually, yeah, actually three. Three photographers that I've worked with don't have me on their feeds. And I have, I do have the edits back. Okay. I don't know. But I also think of it as well, too, that maybe they're on a specific posting cycle. They have a specific aesthetic. You I think don't, so positively. I, I am. Okay. I, but that's also, okay. like, one of my red flags. Like, I'm way <laughs> too positive sometimes. And I give way too many chances. And it just, like, anyways. But, yeah. So, no. To answer your question, it's... Okay. All right. Me. Okay. All right. Um... let's see um now i saw in your post today and i was going to ask you about this now did you get blown off for a shoot today yes okay um now does that happen to you a lot or is this your first um issue with this so this is my first time getting completely ghosted like we literally 
confirmed and discussed last night. And you drove to the and spot. And I drove to the location. And as when I left my house to get to the location, I sent my ETA. I said, my ETA is exactly 10 a.m. Didn't hear from this person. I'm like, okay, maybe they're just packing up the car or whatever. Again, I'm always thinking so fast. I'm like, oh, that's okay. Um, so then I get to the location and I text a uh, message because it's all through Instagram. Yep. I say text, but I mean message. And I say, I've arrived with like smiley face. Yep. Nothing. I'm like, all right, maybe they're still driving and they don't look at the phone when they're driving. So be it, whatever. I'm like, get him in like 10, 15 minutes. Nothing. I'm like, and then he hasn't even um, seen it or read it. Like he didn't even open it. It was just like sent because you know okay. you can see when someone has okay. seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was waiting there, waiting there, and I'm like, this, I just got ghosted. So, now, but the thing is, part of me is like, what if something really bad happened? What if true. I'm being a bitch and they, something bad happened and I'm just being like a brat? I'm like, oh, I got ghosted. But the, it just, it doesn't make, it doesn't correlate, it doesn't make sense. We were literally discussing this last night. Not even like, okay. like, we were discussing it last night. Where we're going to meet, what time, how long, what the mm-hmm. theme was. And I got up, got dressed, and now, as you know, I have uh, I have a child. Yeah. Made sure that I had a babysitter for that time. Got there, and I'm like, that was... It's, just, it's frustrating. I mean, it's going to happen in any that industry you're in. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then it, what has happened before is like last minute cancellations that I can deal yep. with. But you driving at least have towards, the communication. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that person is okay. But yeah, I truly if you're do. not okay, yeah. you're a dick. Um, <laughs> and she's never going to work with you. No, I'm definitely crossed <laughs> off the list. Uh, all right. <laughs> so when did you decide to set payment cycles out for your shooting? Like, did you do it from the get-go? Like, I'm going to charge to for people to shoot me? Or did you start doing trade first and then... Decided that it was time. So I did a few trade shoots, and I wasn't even planning on charging anyone for a while. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, it wasn't until my third. I'm trying to think of. So it was a specific photographer that I worked with, and he was surprised that I didn't have a rate. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of like led me to think like, oh, maybe I am worth a mm-hmm. little bit of money to charge. So then I started doing that, but I was still doing the trades at the same time, um, and no one, no one questioned the rate. So then I stopped doing the trades, like almost altogether. Okay. I still have a few that I work with that I truly enjoy working yes. with, and we have that um, connection. But yeah, it it was a photographer who said, "Oh, I'm surprised you are still." trading mm-hmm. and I was like oh but I'm still new he's like yeah but like look at these and I was like oh okay and then when I the first paid shoot that I did they got a very good rate because I had no idea how to even go about creating that rate I was literally like googling like how much should I charge for freelance <laughs> as a freelance model and I got like this like ridiculous Umbrella range yeah. yeah and I'm like I don't know so then I literally messaged that specific photographer and I was like how much would you <laughs> And like we're cool now, like we worked together a handful of times. So like, he answered, and I was like, "What if I did this?" He's like, "Yeah, that's a really fair rate." And I was like, "Okay, cool, bet." Like that's what it's gonna be. 
<laughs> so for the person that you know who you are, thanks. <laughs> but no, I think that happens to a lot of people. Because like, what do you, like, my first thought was, what do I charge for myself? Like, I don't yeah. know how to sell myself in that aspect, you know? Right. But, um. And it's funny too, because I had, there's another model that I've like corresponded with a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've like helped her out in the sense of like, oh, I work with this person, super cool. I work with this person and eh, not the best. Stay away from this person, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, just back and forth stuff. And she asked me one day, she's like, what do I say when they ask me for my rates? And I'm like, I can't tell you what to say. Um, or like, how do I even go about that? I know it's not super helpful, I'm like, but like, just think about like what would be worth your time. Mm-hmm. And then I gave her an example as to like, because I know another model's rates, and she has like, oh my gosh, almost like forty thousand followers. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is her rate. So you said as like a gauge, like you have this amount Smitty. of followers and this. That, so yeah, that's okay. kind of what I did. Okay. All right. And. Since you've been charging, you said nobody's really even blinked an eye at any of the rates? No. So, a few people have tried to, like, negotiate them, which I don't appreciate because I think they're, and I know from other um, feedback that they're really fair, Mm -hmm. as is. So, no, I don't negotiate them. But no one's really been like, oh, that's outrageous. I'm not going to book you, blah, blah, blah. Um, They've tried to negotiate when I say no. Only one has been like, oh, then I don't want... I'm like, okay, that's fine. Then we're not meant to work together. Yeah. Uh, but the other few have been, okay, no problem. They went with that rate. Okay. Now, with girls starting out or guys that are starting out that are charging, can you kind of give them the highlight reel of what you're getting? Because here was my gray area with the whole charging thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if... a um, a photographer is paying you to do a shoot. Mm-hmm. Do you expect to be getting edits back? And also, are you okay with them using them in any form of whatever they're going to do? And is that a negotiation in with your rates when you do stuff? Um, so it doesn't affect my rate. But when it comes to that, I do discuss that with the photographer before we even, like, before we even get to the actual photo shoot. So when we're still in the communicating um, process, I ask, what is your intention with the photos? Do you have me sign a model release? Um, And I forget what the other part. Oh, um, no. What was the other part of it? That you asked? Getting edits to Oh, yes. And then I usually ask them, what is your range of edits? Because sometimes they'll give you three free edits and then they want you to pay for more Mm -hmm. or you get six or it just, it's just a huge range. But I always ask that. And so I know going into the process, again, like I said, I like to be super organized. I'm a planner. Yes. So I like to know going into this photo shoot, I can pick three of them that I like and then the others are going to cost me 20 bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, or they're going to use this photo because they're submitting it to a specific magazine or they want to blow it up and it's going to be in a book or something of the sort. I like just to know what I'm getting into. So the answer is communication is key. Always. (laughs) Please, please, please communicate. If anything, over communicate. Mm -hmm. 
there, what's that saying? There's no such thing as a stupid question. There right. really Just, isn't. Anything that you can think of in your mind, ask it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about everybody else, but for me, I'm not a confrontational person. So if I'm in front of someone and it's all of a sudden things are changing, are changing, I need to make sure that I have my ducks in a row to be like, this is A, B, and C that we discussed. So I'm not like, you know, mm-hmm. frozen in that mind space. For one, that's a professional way of doing it. In two, I think that gives you the leverage over anyone, like knowing that you're not just going in there wanting to take a picture, you you have your shit together. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of girls just go in and they get like the lights in their face and they're like, oh, yeah, everything's great. And they're not <laughs> thinking of everything else. So yeah. that is one thing. And that's why I, I asked you about the contracts and stuff, because I think it's very just being like. I try to look at the outside of the whole community too and I don't understand why a lot of girls don't have contract. Like if a photographer can make you sign something to say something, I think it's all there's been a few photographers who won't sign stuff and that's a red flag right there that if they're not going to sign something that is your writing, yeah, yeah. So, that's that's very good. Um so, have you, this is just a, I'm just curious mm-hmm. because you don't post your artistic nudes, but has your artistic nudes been, been published yet? Um, yes. No, 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 I'm sorry. Not published, published, but it's been posted by the okay. photographer, but, oh, okay. no, no, no. No, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot. She, she, no, she has so many published ones. She can't remember. No, no, no. My head is not big. I promise. Like that is not where I'm going. I'm just at. making it big for her. No. So um, actually, yes. In um, Blue Frame okay. magazine, with uh, the photographer Blackstrap Boudoir, uh, some of the artistic nudes were posted, and that Halloween set. That got posted, in, got published in three different magazines. Yes. There were some nudes that went along with that. So oh. then they were also published. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Forgot. Right. Those are in there. Right. <laughs> so if you want to see your nape, no. <laughs> you can't see much. You can see maybe like a little bit of like a side nip. All like right. A tiny I, bit like of an undercarriage nip. Well, you it. know, there's fetishes out there. Yeah. So some guys out there <laughs> trying to find it. Um, now let's get into the social media realm of it. Okay. Have you figured out social media and how to acquire more followers? Or are you still in the learning process of trying, is that something that you want to do? Or is that a whole different, like, part-time job for you? (laughs) That is literally, that's another full-time job, to be honest with you. I have not figured out the algorithm or, like, or anything. I have not. Honestly. And you're just on one site, too. I am just on one site, yeah. Um. I don't really know. I don't know. Let me me clarify this. I don't care enough to truly try and figure it out. If I like a set, I'm going to post it. Mm -hmm. It's funny because nine times out of ten, if I really like something, it doesn't get that many likes. It's it's the weirdest thing. Or like some of them that I'm kind of like iffy about, all of a sudden I get like 81. And I'm Mm -hmm. like 81 likes or something. I'm like, what is that? Um, I do have like, I don't if you really go through my posts and look at them. I do the same hashtags okay. for all of them. And I have it saved 
in my computer as like a computer in my um, cell phone as like a shortcut. Okay. So I just type it in and it's it goes it there and I send that. So I'm doing the same hashtag. So if one photo gets more likes than the other, what that's telling me it has not to do about the audience that I'm I'm giving out to the same people. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the actual photo. <laughs> it's like we didn't like you here, but we do like you here. But and you are the same person. Um. So no, I don't. I'm not really trying to get into all of that. I'm, okay. I did re quote unquote brand my page just yep. because aesthetically I didn't like the way it looked. Um, so I'm trying to just keep it all to like the same shoots consecutively, yep. consistently, just because for me organizationally I like that. Better. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, because the whole social media gets me all confused. I've had stuff taken down that was like nothing wrong with it and then I see another person post something and I'm like wait a minute my picture got taken down and then so I've um yeah I've given up on that too um is there a photographer out there right now that you love to death and want to work with um so we briefly chat uh, like spoke and I say spoke in air quotes because it was through Instagram there is one account I don't know his actual name yet because we didn't get to that point there's one account that he and actually your friend Jen worked with him the guy that does the sneakers it's yes. like cross yes. E-I-E yes but I've been I've honestly been following him on my personal account okay. for a while not realizing that I would ever get into this but and I'm not a sneakerhead mm-hmm. person but they're just so colorful and I like the way that he does the photos and it makes he matches the sneaker to like the person and then the person to like the theme yep. and it's very individual it's very thought out it is just like you yeah. <laughs> we seem to be having a pattern it's, here <laughs> it's the perfect match <laughs> so we briefly um chatted nothing was solidified um but i do really like his work he's worked with a bunch of um different models and mm-hmm. all shapes and sizes and um ethnicities and um own personal styles as well too so i would really like to work with him i think that would be honestly like an honor it'd be really really cool and my friend jen said he was very professional too so and he was very organized even with the pre-chat like Mm -hmm. he sent her like paragraphs of what so you it's a it's a it's a must (laughs) it needs to match we're we're gonna tag him in this (laughs) podcast I'm so lame. <laughs> I mean, like, just a shout out. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, the other person that I think you would do wonderfully with, and I'm just saying this because I just love him. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to Brad Willard? No, but I he's been liking my post lately. I always like his, and I do like his work a lot. No, I. but we have never okay. communicated. I know he doesn't, like, reach out to people. Yeah. So you might have to reach out to him, mm-hmm. but extraordinary. Like, I, I love him. Yeah. Like, he's, like, the best. The first time I ever shot with him, he made me feel like a fucking rock star. Oh, like, good. I was just like, who is this person? <laughs> like, so, yes, you should work with him. Right. Now, let's jump out of the modeling. Okay. And when did you get certified as a trainer there, little one? <laughs> So, um, like I said, I'm a full-time brand ambassador. When COVID hit and everybody was stuck inside, I lost my job. Okay. I couldn't do anything. 
I don't know if you can tell already, but I'm not the first kind of person that can like really sit still and not do anything. <laughs> if my plate is not overflowing, I am a lazy piece of shit. It's literally no. That's <laughs> how I see myself. So, anyways, um, obviously, I took a little like quarter. It was forced to take a vacation, but and I couldn't physically do anything because everybody was stuck inside. And I enjoyed going to the gym. For a handful of years, I started going after I had my daughter mm -hmm. to like lose the baby weight, but then I enjoyed the process of everything. So I just said, F it, let me learn how to do this properly. So then when I'm doing it for myself, I actually know what I'm doing and I don't hurt myself. Um, so yeah, I became ISSA certified and it was, it was tough. Mm -hmm. It was super tough and I am not the kind of person that can learn virtually and I was forced to learn virtually but right. you are teaching yourself and then you take the test and when you pass that's when you do that um so yeah it took how long I think it took me almost 10 months maybe okay. almost 11 months to do it um and I was I learned so much as well too so yeah I became certified it's almost expired so I need to re- renew it so then I don't have to pay the whole price to do the whole thing over again that's what yours truly did yeah. I got certified through NASM first mm -hmm. and then that's where I worked for 10 years training mm -hmm. but then I let it go because I just let everything go and then when I had to get recertified I didn't want to go through NASM because NASM's fucking hard and I was like let me see and ISSA was there and let me just tell you they are hard but they are way more in depth with stuff than NASA was. And I liked how they had videos that you could watch yes. too, mm -hmm. along with the reading. So that like, I already knew half of the stuff. So it was like a refresher, but for anyone starting out, like I've put like four or five people onto them just because it's so, if you don't like to read, you can watch a video and learn what you need to learn in the video. So it was, a-okay yeah so do you think I mean you did it for yourself really to learn that but do you think down the line if anything why don't we just add personal training job to your <laughs> to your roster um you could do it at two in the oh, morning we open up the scroll and we just like write it down at the bottom yeah but do you think like was that something when you got done being certified that you were like hmm, maybe I could one day do this or is this just for kind of yourself and to get through the whole like 2020 lockdown <laughs> um no so I did have that thought I'm like oh that's that's why I did it in the first place because yes it was going to benefit me but in case my job never came back mm -hmm. I did have something that I could fall back fall back on um and my journey with fitness mm -hmm. truly truly helped me in the sense of like my self-worth and my self-confidence and it really helped my mental health before I even knew that I needed help in my mental health like when I get into the gym I don't give a flying fuck about anybody else so when I'm at the gym I don't give a flying fuck about anybody else and I mean that with all due respect I'm not mean or rude to anybody but I have my headphones on, I have my hat down low, literal blinders on, and it's like my therapy session. Don't flirt with her at the gym. And no one does, because I have this stoic... Bitch like, face. Complete <laughs> bitch face. And I think people have 
men I'm, uh, have tried and they'll try and like talk to me, but I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, you're, it's free. You can take it. I just assume, I just pretend that that's what they're saying. I don't even, I don't care otherwise. Um, but that's my me time because I have so much else going on when it comes to like my daughter and work and whatnot that everyone always needs something from me. So this is my time. Mm -hmm. So I get there, I do my thing and then I leave and I feel so much better after. Now in your chaotic life, when do you find the time to go to the gym? Is this at two in the morning? <laughs> no. no. So here's the thing now. Since I started picking up some steam when it comes to like modeling gigs, I'm, someone's going to shoot me dead for saying this. I maybe make it to the gym now, maybe like once a month for like random, like tomorrow morning I plan on going and that will probably be like, I think I've gone a few weeks ago for a few hours and that's that's it. I don't make it there often, which is funny now that tech, quote unquote technically now is when I need it, you know, because like aesthetically <laughs> and like visually, like I need to be on point. She's um, been published. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But in, in all fairness as well to um, the way that I look at fitness, for me, it's not to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. It's not. I don't look perfect. I'm a curvy girl. I wiggle. I jiggle. I don't have a flat stomach. I have stretch marks. I have cellulite. I'm genuinely okay with that. And I'm not trying to get rid of any of that stuff. When, Like I said, when I'm at the gym, for me, it's all about a mental health. And Therapy. It's more, exactly. Yeah. More wellness. Okay. Um, I do try and, you know, lift. Because I'm, I'm a weight lifter. I'd like to lift um, weight. So I try to get that number to go up, mm -hmm. but if the number on the scale goes up or goes down or such like my size, my clothing size changes, it, it doesn't affect me okay. because when I'm there, it's, I'm happy. Okay. So that's what matters. Okay. No, and that's, I think a lot of people should look at it that way because us crazy people that go to the gym, it's always about being better or we get to the certain look we want. But then we're like, no, we can be better. So I think in the long run, having your mindset to it is probably <laughs> more, more calm than us mentally screwed up people who are never satisfied with, I mean, anything. So, <laughs> okay. So now tell me about this um, vintage glass. Oh. Where dinner? I where? I yes, that. I, I'm. I've, are we? Do we have a collection in our basement of these? Um. So this is a new, new, new hobby for me, I guess, and it literally does nothing except for the fact that it's like pretty to look at and pretty to eat off of. And I say that non-sexually. Anyway, um. So uh, I do have my degree. I have my degree in design. Okay. So when. My mind works, I see color, I see pattern, and I see design. That's how, in my mind, I see things. So I'm a very visual person. I've thrifted here and there, but as of the past few years, I've started to uh, look into like the, the dinnerware section, mm -hmm. and sometimes you can find some really cool things. Whether or not they have actual financial value, I don't know, and that's not what I'm looking for. I just try and find something pretty stuff yeah, exactly okay um and also too in my family the house that i'm in we host and we have a large family so when we host i like to do the tablescapes 
and when it comes to certain uh, like theme decor or like holidays I like to do the dining room all like nice or like the tree is always a different like theme and color like I'm that person so it kind of goes hand in hand because when we have people over I don't want to have the same plates that I'm serving people food on all the time okay um but I have come across and I've learned a little bit about it because I've done some research and I've come across some like really cool pieces um I'm a very vibrant person I tend to like a lot of color and like different patterns and whatnot I actually have a collection of uranium glass plates Mm. so back in the day they used to actually use uranium to color the glass green not knowing that uranium was so really detrimental to your health yeah there's not enough enough in there to you know get into the food that you're eating and to cause any harm but obviously as they figured out to know better they stopped making them so then they, they have some sort of value but that's not why i get them i get them because they're a fluorescent green coloring and they're so pretty and the detail on it it's it's unbelievable i truly and they're really thick yeah thick glass like it takes a lot oh. to like break one of those so i have a collection of uranium glass there's um i have a collection of pink glass which came through uh, around the depression mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. era um, I have amber glass and I have carnival glass because there was such an excess of um, glass factories and just glass making that literal like carnivals instead of giving out toys would give out glassware so like vases and cups and plates and serving dishes and the glass was like brown but when the light hits it it turns like an iridescent like a rainbow color it's super pretty um, so yeah so I have a few different collections and then I have random stuff that I just like so I'll put these sets together and mix and match them and just create a new tablescape. That's just this. I just learned something. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Now, this must help on your voyages to shoots. Do you look for thrift stores? So on your way home, you stop in and go to different thr- thrift stores? So that's happened a few times. Yes, I've cre- um, I found a few and I've gone in and grabbed like a handful of things. I wish I did it more often because, again, nine times out of ten, I'm going from one place to another. So right. I don't have the time. To stop um but yeah a few times going up to connecticut on the way back i stopped at random like goodwills or savers and the most recent time i picked up uh, a turkish tea set that's mm-hmm. um bronze like actual bronze and it's so beautifully like detailed it has like the pitcher the tray and like three glasses mm-hmm. it's i don't know how i'm going to utilize it right because uh, i'm not a big tea fan but uh, I'm gonna figure it it's out. It's pretty. It is super pretty, and that's just what it is. Like, oh, it's pretty. I want it. That's now. Do you walk into these places and see something like that and go, "Who would ever give that? Who would just let that go?" So I do, but then I'm sure that people sometimes look at me and they're like, "Why would I... she wear that? What is she doing?" And it's all like, it's just perception. Like perception is reality. So mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. What's that saying? One man's trash is another right. man's treasure. So that's. Honestly, what it is. All right. Maybe a borderline hoarding on my end? I don't know. Could be, but you know. It's just a collection. I'm not judging. Whatever. And your favorite color is emerald green? Yes. My favorite color is any green under the the sky. Yeah. So that's like the earthy. Do you like browns too and, and colors like that? Or is it just green? I'm not a big like muted earth tone like earthy Mm. kind of so i like brown i don't love it i love emerald green because to me it's a very it's sophisticated yeah it's regal 
and when I look at it, I've always just been like happy. Like I love color, but okay, yeah. you just always just made me happy. And it's funny because when my daughter was born, um, her birthstone is actually emerald. She a Gemini? Yeah. I'm a Gemini. Homegirl is Gemini through and through. Don't even get okay. me started. All right. That. All but, right. Yeah. So it's just, it's funny that that nice. happened. Yeah. But okay. yeah, that's my favorite color of all time. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Music wise, what are you into musically? Um, so I'm open to like all different types of music. There's two genres that I've been really into lately. Um, I say lately, but it's been like a little while now. Um, country music, like country pop. I love country pop music. Okay. <laughs> her face, if you okay. can just see her face. Yeah. Right all right. Go on. Yeah. Um, so country pop and, um, Afro funk I've been into lately too. That's like... That's like the extreme. Afro <laughs> yeah. punk in country. Okay. So, and it's funny too, because when photographers are like, oh, like, do you have a specific type of music? <laughs> I always preface with, I do, but usually it's not everyone's cup, cup of, of tea. tea. <laughs> so I'm totally okay with listening to whatever you want. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Without fail, I see it on their face. As soon as I put on like my country station, they're like, the fuck is this? And I'm like, I told you. And I was like, let me just shuffle it around. And then you get like, some country, and then you get some Afro-funk, and then you get some, like, Megan Thee Stallion, you got Frank Sinatra, you got some, like, I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, you're you're an open-minded I, musical. I really am, yeah. A musical whore. There. No, I, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I get go. around musically, yes. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. I think I've asked you a hell of a lot of stuff. Um, do you have anything up and coming that you're doing modeling wise that you're excited to that you can talk about or are you keeping everything on the hush hush no not necessarily keeping it on the hush hush um i do have a shoot tomorrow and then i have one on tuesday the one tomorrow will be up in new hampshire and i'm excited about that because it's three different themes that i've been wanting to do for a little while and now i feel like more confident and comfortable in myself to do them uh i'm not gonna say those specific themes, but, and then the one on Tuesday, I'll be up in Connecticut and I'll be working with, um, the Honja creative, literally my dude, like him and I just weird, like our weirdness level is, well, maybe it's a little bit more than me, but like I'm getting up there and creatively we just drive. We kind of have like an umbrella of a pin, but he's the one photographer that I work with that I go there and I bring, I essentially I, I move out of my own home and I bring everything. And I'm just like, all right, what are we doing? And then we kind of just like go with, with the, the flow. flow. That's the only one that I kind of really trust to do that because I, I, I'm understanding his mind and I like what we've done mm -hmm. so far. So I'm looking forward to those two. And then on, I have another shoot booked for Sunday. And then I actually have two on Sunday. On Sunday evening, I'm working with a new photographer that um, I've seen has worked with a bunch of other people and I'm excited to work with him. And we have... Um, the idea to do kind of like um, like a lingerie like flasher you know mm -hmm. like open trench coat and all of a sudden you're like there but like in the city so we'll see how that works out I hope it's warmer <laughs> than what it's been like we need the cold to make the nips hard you know, oh, so you can right. see them there we go <laughs> um, now if people want to work with you are you open to just them direct messaging you or do you have an email or how do you want people to correspond with you in that light? 
Um, so feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm always looking at it. I'll see them. I do have an email address. It's really um, easy. It's my Instagram name. So it's pose, P-O-S-E dot A-D at yahoo.com. But no one's ever really reached out to me through that for a shoot. But if you would like to, feel free. Um, either way, I'll see it. It goes straight to my notifications on my cell phone. So regardless. I'm very happy that you came down to see me. Yeah. And it's very nice to meet you. In person. Finally. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, but if you guys want to follow her, like I said, I'll be posting all her little links down below. Um, other than that, anything else you want to say before we, we say see you later? Um, well, I'm super grateful for the opportunity, in all honesty. And it's really nice to have someone else that's been in the game, if you want to say, and like can discuss all this with. Because like, like we figured out, I'm in the infant stages yeah. of this. And it's hard in our position as a model to sometimes even befriend other models, whether it be virtually or in person, mm -hmm. because some some of them are not super nice. Some of them probably are really nice, but you don't really know that, and it's hard to get tone mm -hmm. out of things. So long and short of it, thank you. Super grateful for this opportunity. It was and fun. if we ever want to do a follow-up, let me know. Okay. <laughs>